Good morning, everyone. Let's just bow our heads and pray. Father, we pray that as we celebrate marriage today, that you'd speak into our hearts. Amen. So I want to start by asking, if you are a Zimbabwean from a little town in the middle of Zimbabwe, a mining agricultural town, and you wanted to meet a girl from Jersey, where would you go? How would a Zimbabwean meet a Jersey girl? Any guesses? Oh, church, you're crazy. Come on. No, <laughs> that hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> You'd go to an Irish bar in Montreal. <laughs> and what would attract the girl to you was that you are drinking your Guinness through as many straws as you could. <laughs> and she thought, well, that's the idiot for me. As a minister, I had many, I used to do many, uh, when I was a full-time ser- service in, in Zimbabwe, many weddings, and, and some of them were truly, truly very, very memorable. There was a tall fella, a farmer, marrying a very short girl, <laughs> and that was quite funny to look at. <laughs> and as she's about to take her vows, overhead, it was just the most enormous thunderstorm. It was a real storm right overhead. Just as she, and she says to me quietly, do you think I'm doing the right thing? <laughs> Another one was a couple who, uh, they'd had an African wedding, so they, they, they were, were married with four kids, and they, they were uh, certainly in the middle age, and they got got married in the church, Jeff and, and Veronica. And Jeff, by that stage in life, had, was starting to have gout. And so he comes to the altar wearing his slippers. <laughs> At the reception afterwards, he was ribbed mercilessly by the best man about wearing slippers and being so keen to go to bed after the service. <laughs> so what is it? What is it about marriage that makes us want to celebrate? Because we do celebrate marriage. And it's not just it's not just a Christian tradition that celebrates marriage. It's it's in, 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 in other faiths as well. What is this thing? What makes it special? In thinking about and preparing for the, for the, for the sermon, I, I was looking through a magazine called Jersey Weddings. And it's full of just lots of pictures of couples getting married. And, and, and clearly lots of happiness and pictures of speeches and the wedding and all that. And... And I was flicking my way through it, 
And then towards the back of the magazine, there's also um, homosexual couples who are getting married. And it made me think, I thought, what is it? Why, what is it that, that people feel that they need to make a public commitment of themselves to, to each other? Why do we do this? Why do we, why do we feel we want to not just live together, we want to affirm our relationship in a very public way? What is it that makes us... The, 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 what we, 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 we stand and we, we make lifelong vows. And we're, we're making vows to this person, and it's then to the exclusion of every, every other person. This is the one that I want to spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> And we take those vows, and I know that sadly sometimes these things just don't work out. But for many of us, it, 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 it's, it's, it, we don't have to go through that pain. But we want, to, we want to say to others, this is our commitment. What is it? Why is this so special? And I want to just use the scriptures to, to, to have a look at what, what Genesis chapter 2 says. The Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. <coughs> now the Lord God formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field, all the birds of the air, and all the beasts... And he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever he named them, named each creature, that was its name. So man gave names to all the, the livestock, the birds of the air, and the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. It's not good for man to be alone. I want you to notice that this man is in a relationship with God. A real relationship with God. And in that relationship, he experiences aloneness. The relationship with God does not end his aloneness. Does it? There's, someone, there's something missing. There's no suitable helper for him. There's no companion. No one to end his aloneness. And he needs someone to do that. A human person. None of the animals can end his aloneness. It's a human If you want a good read, there's a book by a woman called Cheryl Sandberg. And, and Cheryl is uh, the chief operating officer for, 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 for Facebook. And she's written an, uh, a number of books. One of them is called Lean In. Um, and it's a superb book written for women in business. And 
she's written a second book called Option B, which is the story of she's been married for 12 years, clearly a very happy marriage, and her husband dies as a young man of a terrible heart attack. And, and option B is about how option A is gone because he's dead. And, and so how does, she make, how does she make the best of her life? And clearly she's a, a very wealthy person and she has a lot of support from friends and family and from her faith. Um, and she, she has a, she's a Jewish faith, but she, 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 she clearly gets an awful lot of support through that. And she writes very honestly. She, she writes about how she's so privileged because she is so wealthy to have so many people helping her through the pain of bereavement. Because it was a happy marriage, two children, and now it's just ended absolutely suddenly. And the thing which comes out again and again and again, even though she's got her mother there, she's, get, she's got these friends, they're taking her on holiday, they're doing all sorts of things with her. The thing which comes through the pages is her terrible aloneness. She's back to feeling alone. Yeah, she's got her kids. And she's got, she's got so much around her. But David is dead. And she's alone again. And I think it's wonderful that there's someone in my life who ends my aloneness. Yeah. And it'll be the same for you. That person who you're with, when you're with them, you're married, if you're married, that person ends aloneness. The second thing is the word suitable. No suitable helper was found. And one of the things that I saw again and again, and you've seen as you've gone through life, is, is we, we marry the op our opposites. It should have been no surprise that that guy was tall and she was very short. Yeah? We do. We tend to marry our opposites. Why? Because the, we need the opposite to complete us. We need the opposite to make us complete. I am a serious risk taker. Generally speaking, not anymore because we're in Europe, we're not in Africa, but a holiday with me was going to endanger your life. <laughs> and if it didn't, it wasn't really a holiday. So I, I'm a risk taker, and Carol is very risk averse. Eh? And because I need that, I need that that other voice to tell me, Timothy, that is stupid. Because often the things we were doing were pretty dumb. And, you, and you're, when you're thinking of your spouse, there'll be ways in which they're quite different, but they, 
he or she compliments you. Where you're strong, sorry, where you're weak, they'll be strong. Where you're one type of person, he or she is the other type of person. And we need to marry people who are opposites, don't we? To make that really strong, lasting bond. And the Lord God formed the woman from the rib, taken from the man. He brought her to the man. And the man said, now this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife. And the two will become one flesh. They are complete together. I, I'm always amused by that little part of the scriptures because this is, this is the first time a man has seen a woman and we're told a little bit later on that they're both naked. And, and then she, he says, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. I rather think that he thought, wow, 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 But it, doesn't, it probably doesn't translate well from the Hebrew or something, so it's, it's not there. <laughs> There's a long-termness about this commitment, isn't it? When we enter into marriage, we don't just commit just to be for the maybe... See how, see how it goes, and then if it doesn't work. We don't, we don't enter into the thing like that, do we? Or if we did, we're going to fail. No, we're in it for the long term. And this is my experience. My experience is that in a very real sense, if maybe not in a salvation way in terms of God saving us, my wife saves me. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Time and again, she has been my salvation. In Zimbabwe, I was, towards the end, I was doing some crazy things, trying to make sure that the movement for democratic change, the opposition party, could mount a credible opposition against... Uh, Mr. Mugabe, and, and I was getting very, very deep into um, stuff that over here would not be illegal. Uh, it's all part of the democratic process, but in Zimbabwe, the stuff I was doing was against the law. Some of it was so dangerous that we had to fly, I had to fly down to Joburg to have, for the meetings to be in South Africa. We couldn't trust to have them inside Zimbabwe. And my wife kept saying to me, Tim, we've got to go. And she initially was saying that quite hysterically. And we, we would have, generally speaking, every evening a terrible row because she wanted to go and I wanted to continue the struggle. And she's changed, she's changed. And, and 
and she was doing a course, and in that course she was thinking things through and, and, and thinking about her long-term objectives and, 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 and where she wanted to go in life and everything like that. And, and then as she got clearer and clearer in her own thinking, she started to talk to me in the evenings in ways that made sense to me. I started to see, we, we stopped having rows about it, and we started to, I started to see what Carol was saying to me. The wisdom of leaving the country. And so we did, we came here. 2006. After we got here, people said, why has Tim settled down so fast? Because Carol hadn't settled down quite as fast as I had. And the reason I settled down fast was because I had a dream. And in my dream, I saw what would have happened to us as a couple if we had stayed in Zimbabwe. And as these years have gone by since that time, I've seen that that dream would have come true. And as we listen to our spouses, there is wisdom. When we're listening to our spouses, we're listening to someone who cares. We're listening to someone who knows us and knows us, knows us better than sometimes we know ourselves. We're listening to someone who's got a right to speak into our lives at a very deep level. And so we celebrate what God has given us, don't we? This wonderful, wonderful privilege of going through life with someone who loves us and whom we love. So, Father, we pray. We pray for every couple here today. We ask your blessing on their unions. And we thank you, Father, for the years you've given us. And we thank you for the years ahead of us. And we pray your blessing on those years. For your honor and glory.